coming to you incredibly not live from the bowels of the Mushroom Kingdom, deep hundreds of feet underground in a small steel bunker, with only the world's greatest video games to keep us company and sustain us, we do eat the cartridges and discs once we're done with them. The Order of the Los Illuminados. Yes, I realize it's the Los Illuminados, which is the the Illuminados. Needs to decide the greatest video games ever made and which order they belong in. This is not funny. Nothing about this show is funny. It is a very serious show. There'll be no jokes such as, my doctor told me to get off carbs, but I just can't stay away from the Jill sandwich. And there will be no hilarious sound effects such as today brings us with great pleasure to thoroughly bring attention to the council wait i need to redo that today it brings us great pleasure to thoroughly bring to the attention of the council resident evil mm. Let me now introduce those members who dared take this challenge and with all the powers granted to them by Gaia have made it their duty to talk intelligently about them. Sitting across from me, returning champion, Mr. Michael McCullough. That was me taking off my giant hood. Don't you worry, girly. Only one? Member of the Los Illuminados is here with us today. Only one, because that is all we need to digest Resident Evil. 1996. By Capcom. Evil. Michael McCuller, how are you doing today? I'm doing so great. I could not uh, have uh, asked for uh, a better guest for Video Games A Serious Show today. Uh, you are probably no more about this series than anybody in the entire world. Do you think that's true? Oh, that might be true. I think that's probably fair, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you love it more than anyone I'm in the world. That's in for sure. Deep. Yeah. You're pretty in deep with the series. Um, I wanted to start with the very first one, the beginning, mm-hmm. how it all, how, how this series, uh, came to be, um, uh, but it wouldn't be video games a serious show without a without a bizarre conceit, correct? Uh-huh. So uh, let's start the show off right. Uh, we consider this our next full reset into <laughs> into the program. Uh, Resident Evil, a secret experiment, a deadly virus, a fatal mistake, or at least that's what the film's tagline from 2002 would have you believe. Michael McCaller. Your helicopter crashes in a field. Mm-hmm. You're running from different things. <laughs> doggy. <laughs> Doggy's coming to get you. Doggy's mad. You made that doggy mad when you crashed uh-huh. in his backyard. I was making faces at him from the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. That is the worst. When you're making faces and then you have to own up to it because mm-hmm. it's coming after you. What is that you see in the distance? A mansion. You open the doors to the mansion only to find... In front of you, a large staircase, doors on both sides, and a typewriter. Hmm. Noticing there is a latch on the typewriter, will you pull the latch? Try the right door, try the left door, or take the stairs? Right door is my answer. The right door. You are unable to open this door. It is locked. Right. There is an insignia on the door, though. It is of armor. Okay, so it's the house. 
It's the same, <laughs> the same mansion. Uh, uh, left door that. Ah, the left door. It is locked. We're unable to open it. Interesting. It has a, an insignia of a helmet on the mm. door. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're remixing a little. Uh, let me try the stairs. Okay, you go up the stairs. There is another door at the top of the stairs. That's it, though. There's no more stuff. It's just one door. <laughs> okay. Uh, it also has a helmet. Hmm. Bit of a maze, aren't we? Already? Yeah. In one room. So it's just a, it's a T-shape. There's two doors, left and right, and then the stairs up. Right. There is one. And they're all locked. They're all locked. <laughs> okay. There is, however, one thing you have not tried. Oh, the typewriter. Will you pull the latch? Uh, yes. Michael McCuller pulls the latch, revealing this. The intro to the episode. <laughs> this is the first game in the Resident Evil series. The, game plot, the game's plot follows Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine, members of an elite task force known as STARS, as they investigate the outskirts of Raccoon City following the disappearance of their team members. They soon become trapped in a mansion infested with zombies, zombie dogs, zombie crows, zombie snakes, zombie sharks, zombie spiders, and of course, even bigger and more ferocious zombies. The player must select to play as either Chris or Jill at the start of the game and must explore the mansion to uncover its secrets. Resident Evil, or Biohazard, as it's known in Japan, is a survival horror video game developed and released by Capcom originally for the PlayStation. And what year, Mr. Michael McCuller? 1996. 1996. So now we take a little trip down memory lane and we go back in time to find out what we were doing in 1996. What a journey you already are on That's already. That's a great question. Yeah. So, Michael McCaller, let's start with you. What were you doing in 1996? Uh, let me do that math. So, 10th, 9th, 8th. I must have been in 7th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, 7th grade was my finest year. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. That's it. <laughs> Say it was not good. one more thing. Solid year. Uh, yeah. I went to... I was in school. I was developing. <laughs> I went to... Uh, <laughs> I went to a uh, Catholic school, so there were very small class sizes. So, like, I knew everybody in my grade. And in seventh grade, I, I take it back, sixth grade was my best year. Uh, that was when I was in class, the same class as my two best friends, Kenny and Tony. And then in seventh Kenny grade. Kenny and Tony. Wow. Cool trio name, right? That is a Mikey, cool Mikey, Kenny, and Tony. Yeah, that's a great trio name. I did name. so many comics where we were the main characters. Yeah. And it was very fun. Love that. But then in seventh grade, I was in 7B and they were in 7A. They separated us. Uh. So I just didn't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> they were just gone. They were uh, so close and yet so far away. That's terrible. Is that how it's, that story ends? Is that I how think, 1996 ends for you? Yeah, I think that might be all I did. Oh, no. That's the, that's the worst story. <laughs> that was also the year that I was um, not uh, consciously, consciously rather, but um, building a brand. Okay. And I, your brand sounds like loneliness at I this point. I was very in to Taco Bell, Pepsi, and Junior Mints. <laughs> oh, you and they were my actual favorite. brand. Yeah. And like people knew that about me and they knew that was my favorite stuff. Let's go through them one more time. Pepsi, Taco Bell, Junior Mints. Junior Mints. Yes. Great. Uh, Pepsi also affiliated with Taco Bell. That's like the right. drink of Taco that's, Bell. That's, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like I could get them at the same place. So I remember in eighth grade, then I didn't go to that school. I got homeschooled in eighth grade. 
and I never actually did this, but the plan was to leave, like, if I was going to visit at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. actually get there early and, like, leave, like, an empty can of Pepsi or a crumpled Taco Bell wrapper. And people would be like, he's here. Whoa. Where is he? <laughs> and I had Kenny and Tony on my side so they could, like, leave these clues around and kind oh, of build this that. mythology. I love that. I never did it. That's great. But that's a good plan. That's I feel a good plan. like I've, I've talked to you before. You've had several plans like this <laughs> where, that, that involve, like, you being more of a mythology and a mystery than a, than a man. I'm afraid to die. Sure, and I, sure. want, I yeah. want people to talk about me for years after my death. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to build a statue, but they have to be afraid. Well, they will. They'll, they'll say, remember that episode of Video Games, a serious show we, that we've been subscribing to Patreon all this time? Uh, yeah, it's deep in the backlog. We've been listening for 50 years now <laughs> to this show. Uh, 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 but he did the Resident Evil episode, which is uh, episode number two of the show. And by the way, if you're if you're listening to this on uh, as a Patreon subscriber, thank you so much for your support. If you're not, you're only gonna get part of this show, baby, until you show us some of that ching. Hello, Patreon.com/slash Video Games a Comedy Show. Uh, I was doing uh, a lot of video games. This is a good video game year for me. Mm. 1996. I feel like the N64 is out. Yeah. The PlayStation One's out. Uh, I don't have a PlayStation 1 at this point, but I'm going to my friend Tommy's house, another Mm. one of those names, Uh (laughs) right? And uh, his older brother is playing Resident Evil and and Resident Evil 2 and Final Fantasy 7. And maybe Resident Evil 2 is something... That's like that's like years later. That'll be later. Yeah, that'll be 98. But I'm still like... But in 98, I'm still going over there and watching him play... PlayStation What a games. long friendship you guys had. We did, yeah. Many I mean, years. Many years until I moved in 1998 to Texas and we got divided. I have no idea what they are, who they are. Mm. What they are was a weird way to phrase that. Do you think Tommy is friends with Kenny and Tony? <laughs> Probably. Do you uh, think they're doing a Patreon exclusive version gosh, of their podcast? I hope so. I, the one thing I hope that they're not doing is uh, drugs. E- e- drugs or eating the living uh, T-virus style. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was a. This is a very formidable time for me. I uh, I really was so uh, enraptured by the things that I couldn't have. Right. I remember like I wasn't allowed to watch Buffy, and I would just <laughs> see commercials for Buffy, and all I wanted was Buffy. Sure. You know, um, and this and this uh, carried with me until high school when I started to kind of like. Uh, dis- like decide who I wanted to be. Like, oh, I want I like movies. I want to be a screenwriter. But it's all based on shit I wasn't allowed to do. Mm. That's the secret, parents out there. If you want your kids to not do the thing, you're not allowed to it. go to church. You're not. Yeah, exactly. You can't go to church. And then you'll you'll see them clamoring for church. <laughs> They'll be putting on their best tie. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, losing your friends and uh, watching your friends' older brothers play video games was not what the entire world was doing in 1996. Mm. But what was the world doing in Mm. 1996? I've got some stuff pulled up here (laughs) for the year. So this is just to give us a little bit of, uh, I guess, what would you call that? Um, uh, Context. World flavor. World flavor. In February of 1996, Pokemon Hmm. had been introduced to the world. Uh, The Fox News Channel made its debut in 1996. (laughs) So we have 1996 to thank for that. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, guess who got reelected as the president? I was just thinking that. 96 was the Clinton Dole election. Clinton Dole, baby. What a time. Norm Macdonald is Dole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the New York Yankees were the World Series championships, uh, ch- champions, Always. ending uh, uh, an 18-year dry spell, though. Oh. So that, I think, started the, the whole... beginning of the, the Yankee dynasty. The beginning of where baseball's not even fun anymore, because mm-hmm. the Yankees just win every year. 
Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls were in the middle of their second three, uh, three-peat run as NBA champions. Uh, even 20 years later, everyone still wants to be like Mike. Okay, <laughs> I don't care for the editorializing of this list. Um, let's see here. Oh, in January of 1996, there were only 10, uh, 100,000 websites. Oh. You could have visited that, all those websites. Honestly, that still feels like uh, like more than I will ever get to. Right, right. And but, but now, guess how many? 100, 200,000. No, a billion. A billion? A billion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you counting like those internet slideshows with like the 14 most wholesome celebrities? <laughs> <laughs> you click through. Does that yeah. count as 14 or does that count as one? The, buddy, I'm not counting any. I'm just I'm just going off this this. Pro- probably a flawed list. <laughs> um, uh, on July 5th, 1996, Dolly the Sheep was the first mammal to be successfully cloned. Now, if that's not an umbrella type situation, <laughs> I don't know what is. Um, she definitely ate her researchers, right? <laughs> and uh, this is the last bit of new, uh, last bit of 1996 trivia that I'll throw out there only because I think it's so funny. Although originally released in 1993, the Macarena did not become a worldwide hit until 96. <laughs> That is weird. What is a it long not? burn. Yeah. Uh, I guess they released it and we're like, I guess this won't be a thing. Right. Can you imagine releasing the Macarena to <laughs> silence? <laughs> like no response back. It does feel like a pro wrestler like chanting out. Like the other half of it is the crowd is involved. For sure. For absolute sure. And also that's the kind of thing that could happen today. Like you would put out a, a video or whatever, like a movie, and then three years later it would like become a meme. Exactly. People would still shot a, a frame <laughs> of it and just be like, <laughs> "Yeah, mm-hmm. my face when. Yeah, it's super strange. Like um, I just can't even um, – like that's so weird. It'd be like uh, anything that where it hits later, if you're the artist who made that thing, I'd be creeped out. I'd be yeah. like – I. I like sold my house. Like I don't, I don't have a job. Yeah. Like, are you obsessed with me? Yeah. Suddenly, like I now I live with my parents because you didn't like it three years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean. Where were you back then? Yeah. Where were you you. when I needed you the most? Uh. So, anyways, upon pulling the latch from the typewriter, a key falls out of a secret compartment. It has the insignia of armor on it. Ooh, door on the right. Door on the right will lead you to. Uh, development. (laughs) Conceived by producer Tokuru Fujiwara as a remake of his earlier horror game, Sweet Home. Mm. In 1989, the development of Resident Evil was led by Shinji Mikami. Have you played Sweet Home? I was looking at it today. I haven't. No. Is it NES? It is NES, but it's Japan only, I believe, because I don't think... I haven't been able to find it in English. They might have ROM hacked it or mm-hmm. ROM patched it, but but I yeah. was thinking that is one of the only NES games that I want to track down. Oh, for sure, yeah. That sounds cool, though. I mean, it, fun to play. It is like a uh, supposedly a direct, like not successor, but like what do they call it? Like level up. Like Resident Evil is like mm. the leveled up version of yeah. this, and we'll get into some of the more specifics of it, but almost every element of the game Resident Evil exists in this game, Sweet Home. On the NES. On the NES. I can't believe that. It's a weird way to start the, like, I guess what you call the development, like uh, like the development piece of this episode is to Mm -hmm. start with like something kind of so weird like that, but... But the idea that it was almost a remake of something else is so 
weird because like Resident Evil itself has been remade so yes. many times. It's just like yeah. been iterated upon. For sure, yeah. And I also think that the idea of Resident Evil, I guess, which would be the idea of Sweet Home is also an idea aping in a long tradition of Night of the Living Deads mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what else would you say? Like, uh, Well, some uh, I don't know if this is the right spot for it. An interesting fact that mm-hmm. I saw in one of the many YouTube videos I was reading. Apparently, um, the reason that Resident Evil is so focused on like a corporation and a virus and like uh. a science fiction as opposed to an, uh, um, a supernatural force mm-hmm. is because Shinji Mikami was upset with the ending of uh, i even texted it to myself i can't remember the guy zombi oh uh, zombie Luchi yeah 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 Fe- yeah luci federico right somebody yes. uh-huh. uh, i 100% got that name wrong right but um, we all know who you're talking about and if he, you don't google it his his movie is apparently just like a supernatural zombies are just a thing that's happening right and shinji mikami was like no it needs an explanation and it reminded me so much <laughs> Of my take on Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Which is yeah. like bugaboo with yeah. every friend I have. I think the movie Groundhog Day needs a solid real world justification. It needs something to ground it. Why did we choose Andy McDowell? Why is she any different than learning to play the piano? It's 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 my like uh, white whale. <laughs> I totally <laughs> always understand kind that. of in my brain. I mean, as far, I mean, like you are to Groundhog Day as Shinji Mikami is to this game. And I feel <laughs> right. like it's very apropos that you're on this episode yeah. and for many, in, in many other ways than one. And I feel like maybe your connection to this game is so deep rooted because it does have, it does answer stuff like that, Yeah, which a lot of games at the time, like why would it? And like, I think that mm. is a good question that I want to keep asking as we go, th- as we go through um, every, every single part of this game with a fine tooth comb, why is it this way? Why is it this good and this interesting and this weird and this yeah. strange? Like, like there are systems in here that I don't even understand. Like, why would you include this in yeah. here, right? Um, but that's neither here nor there for now. It went through several redesigns, initially conceived as a Super Nintendo game in 1993, then as a fully 3D first-person <laughs> game in, uh, for the PlayStation in 1994, and then finally, a third-person game with pre-rendered backdrops. This would begin a long-standing tradition in the Resident Evil franchise of starting a game one way, only to finish it in a completely different place, or releasing it as a completely different game altogether. I think they all had that. Yeah. Now a, that I'm a thinking story about like it, that. Well, yeah, they all started in one place, and then they like either scrapped development or just like like Resident Evil Three wasn't supposed to be a mainline game, and they were just like Code Veronica's taking too long, so right. they just like upped it like. Yeah, or they was never, it? Like, or was Resident Evil Three supposed to be two, and they released two faster? Resident Evil Three was supposed to be like a guide end story, oh. where, like one of their many, yeah, <laughs> Resident Evil Survivor or Resident, yes. like these weird spinoffs they were doing at the time. Yeah, which I would call the B series, the yeah. B series of games. Yeah, the uh, what, what would you include in that? I, I feel like. Um, uh, Revelations is that Revelations is kind of the new version of it. Yeah, uh, Operation Raccoon City yeah. was the uh, last one. Out- there Outbreak. Are, I would Outbreak. say Outbreak. There are first-person Resident Evil games on the PlayStation. Yeah, are those not, are the right? survivors, yeah. and they're bad. Yes. Yeah, they're very bad. objectively bad. Um, <clears throat> only seen playthroughs of them, but I can't imagine. Like, I mean, we'll get into the controls of this game, the tank controls of this game. Um, but I, but like moving in a 3D environment with a D-pad in a first-person view. That is almost where I draw the line. Yeah. I was playing Jumping Flash earlier today, <laughs> and it is a lot of fun. I did like it, but you have to be a very specific type of game mm-hmm. to make that work. I mean, that is just that is just really difficult to do. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, first person with only one camera is almost impossible to do, but some games did that. First person with uh, just a mm-hmm. D-pad and no second camera. Because well, they were looking at Doom. It was my right. understanding. They were like, Doom has this. We just want to make Doom again, but right. with zombies and kind of in this creepy atmosphere. But Doom did have the mouse and keyboard uh, aspect to it. So you I remember could... playing it on Super Nintendo. Well, it did it work? definitely <laughs> did was it a work? Super Nintendo. <laughs> I, I There was a, definitely was a Super Nintendo game uh, for uh, uh, Port of Doom. I think it actually was well regarded. I think for a port, it was like, this isn't perfect, but people liked it. I remember like turning left to right and just like uh, a monster clearly up, like up in a window and just shooting and my bullets just went. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where they belonged. I mean, that's a whole. I can't wait for. I can't wait to actually do Doom on this on this uh, on in in video games a series show only because Doom has like a, such an interesting development like that where like, uh, it's it's actually fake 3D. It's not a real 3D yeah. environment that you're running around in. So all of the monsters are in front of you. If they're if they're up on a ledge, they're actually in front of you, just really really small. Oh really? Yeah yeah yeah. So huh. it's like it's like resizing sprites as opposed to um you getting closer to them in a in an environment. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, Resident Evil is very well received critically and commercially and is often credited for defining the survival horror genre. I would agree with that. Um, although mm-hmm. it is directly taking from a game called Alone in the Dark, uh, the systems anyway of it being a third person mm-hmm. sort of survival horror I was watching game. a few clips of that. It's like that yeah. same sort of like running and then the camera angle changing very suddenly. Right. Those, those nice Dutch angles, those mm-hmm. creepy angles, uh, which... Obviously, allowed for a lot of great direction. I think uh, it's something that the series definitely. I think. Uh, let's put it this way: I would be happy to see a ga- another game designed in that style Me again. Too. But uh, I mean, we'll see if that ever happens. I can't imagine. Yeah, but it's... they, you know, they do. They just came out with a game recently that's called like Ion Fury, which is like a quake, mm. a quake alike. You know, yeah. like they're making, they're going back to this thirty-two bit well, slowly but surely, because yeah. I think. You know, as we get older, game developers get older and more in charge, and they want to see that aesthetic. As mm-hmm. as crappy as a lot of people might find it, uh, I think I I I find it to be just as fun to look back at those as sprite work on an SNES. Yeah, um, it, it, you're right. It, if it was going to come back, it would come back in the like twenty dollar like SteamWorld dig. Yes. Here, which I guess is what happened to 2D platformers anyway. Sure. 2D platformers just yeah. went away, and then they yeah. now every game is 2D platform. It would be insane. Ukulele wasn't a 2D platformer yes. until it decided it was. <laughs> it would be insane to sell a 2D platformer at a sixty dollar price price point. It truly would be. Yep. Um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is right. still sixty dollars. Yeah. And Mario New Wii U vomit. Resort. What's that game? Yeah, New Super <laughs> Deluxe Mario. That is probably sixty dollars too. Um, but yeah, uh, it is also, uh, credited as, um, uh, beyond video games, Resident Evil has been credited as repopularizing zombies in mainstream popular culture from the late 1990s onward, along with the house of the dead series, um, leading to a renewed interest in zombie films during the 2000s. That is a very interesting aspect of this game that I kind of didn't really even think about, but, uh, were zombies just nothing? When this game came out? I guess so. Had it been... It probably had been a long time since a George Romero film Mm -hmm. or something like that came out. Yeah, I'm trying to think about... Like, I can't remember anything. That was certainly my introduction to zombies. Mine too. I remember there was a South Park episode. Okay. Where they did zombies. Like, for a Halloween episode. Interesting. Does that predate this? That must have been. 
that was like 96. Yeah. When did South Park happen? 98 or 9? Yeah. It was like 99. I want to say it's like later in the 90s, but maybe I'm wrong. I remember they made fun of Kathy Lee Gifford. So what year would that have been? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Resident Evil has since uh, been hailed as one of the greatest video games of all time. Uh, Its success spawned a, a multimedia franchise, including video games, films, comics, novels which I always wanted and was never allowed to read, <laughs> but uh, I always wanted the Resident Evil novels. I used to see them at like Targets and Walmarts, and I wanted them so bad. And in middle school, I asked my teacher if I could do a book report on the novel of Resident Evil, because then my parents would have had to get me it. Uh-huh. And she said, no, do it on the Michael Jordan's biography. <laughs> uh, the game has received uh, dedicated ports to the Sega Saturn, uh, Windows, and the Nintendo DS. Oh, boy. Have you played the Nintendo I DS have. version? Have you really? Yes. What is it like? It was... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was just watching a stream of somebody play it. Um, in my head, it was just the PlayStation one. Yeah. And it mu- there's a non-zero chance that was the first version. There's no way this is true. I was going to say it might be the first version of it that I ever owned. Sure. But it wasn't. I oh. definitely had a PlayStation. Like I definitely got a PlayStation eventually. Yeah. But I did I did own Resident Evil uh, Deadly Silence. It was Deadly called. Silence. Was it on a cart? Yes. Wow. And I had it and the idea of having portable Resident Evil was and kind of still is like very exciting to me. Uh I definitely owned it. I think it, like now looking back on it, it looks I know a lot of this game's development was like originally planned for the Super Nintendo. Right. And it feels like it's a little Super Nintendo. It feels Super Nintendo y. The menu specifically, because the menu is up at all times. Oh, right. And it, the oh, menu that's nice. looks different. That is one or thing. Or is the map up all the whole time? It might be that the map is Because you have the two screens. Right. And it might be that the map is up. The map would make more sense yeah. since item management is such a big part of this game <laughs> yeah. but it would it would completely solve that yeah if you I guess like you would call it you issue would. i basically call this game item management porn i mean yeah. that's really i think at the at the core of what this game does really <laughs> well is makes you feel horny when you are going through your items yeah and basically just put organ- them in your box put organizing your together. box yeah uh combining your herbs combining things and it has nice little uh sound effects when you it are is. able to do that it's kind of an asmr sort of <laughs> like, especially at the volume i listen tingles. to it on which is very, very loud. loud and only in your left ear yeah very loud only in my left ear uh resident evil was created by a team of staff members who would later uh become part of capcom production studio 4 the project's development began in 1993, and the game took three years to develop. The roots of the project can be traced back to uh, the Koji Oda, uh, the game Koji Oda was working on for the Super NES before moving uh, development to the PlayStation in 1994. The inspiration for Resident Evil was the earlier cap uh, was also yeah was Sweet Home. Uh, Shinji Mikami was initially commissioned to make the game set in a haunted mansion like Sweet Home, which Resident Evil was originally intended to be a remake of. The project was proposed by Sweet Home creator uh, Takuro Fujiwara. Can you imagine being at your your desk? <laughs> your yeah. boss comes up and is like. Hey, remember that NES game I made? Yeah. <laughs> what if you made it yeah. again and yeah. better? Yeah. Well, if I was your protege, I might be super excited That's actually at, the, a great at, point. at the at the prospect of that. Um, because uh, uh, Fujiwara was Mikami's mentor and served as the game's producer. Resident Evil um, is based on the Sweet Home's gameplay system, adopting many elements from the games. 
uh, from the game. Check this out. Including the limited item inventory management, the mansion setting, the puzzles, the emphasis on survival, the door loading screen, the use of scattered notes and diary entries as a storytelling mechanics, multiple endings depending on how many characters survive, backtracking to previous locations in order to solve puzzles later on, the use of death animations, individual character items such as a lockpick or lighter, restoring health (laughs) through the items scattered across the mansion, the intricate layout of the mansion, and the brutally horrific imagery. That's a lot of sweet home in this game. Yeah. Including door opening man- uh, like <laughs> animations. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I thought that was for sure a PlayStation like, innovation. Can you imagine you the load. NES doing that? No. I can't no. imagine the NES doing anything. Anything. Having an inventory screen? Dude, what if Nintendo Switch NES release Sweet Home comes out <laughs> on a fucking on our like NES app? I would uh, play it potentially <laughs> you'd at least look at it oh yeah you'd at least run around in there see what it's like yeah um so basically this game is a graphical overhaul of sweet home now uh the backdrops were inspired by the overlook hotel no real surprise there yeah. i don't think right uh during production mikami discovered alone in the dark 1992 which influenced <laughs> him to adopt the, a cinematic fixed camera system uh capcom did not use any uh motion capture in the game despite having their own motion capture studio. Instead, the animators referred to books and videos to study how people, (laughs) spiders, and other animals encountered in the game move, which is probably why the people and the snakes and everything (laughs) in this game moves the way it does, is they were approximating it based on a book? Uh, Very cool. Almost all development was done on Silicon Graphics hardware using the software program Soft Image. The PlayStation was chosen as the lead platform because the development team felt it was the most appropriate for the game in terms of things such as the amount of polygons. Now, this is one of the key things, I think, about the game mm. that really, uh, I don't know, what would you call it, like pops a wheelie or revs that engine, is that, like, yes, going back to Resident Evil Director's Cut 1996 today... You know, you might think, well, this looks like a crude approximation of what a human being looks like. It almost looks like what an alien would think a human being moved mm-hmm. and acted like. That game looked fucking crazy amazing yeah. for the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially going back and playing it like on an old CRT TV or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I think you wouldn't notice so much of the blemishes or the trace or the, like the uh, tr- uh, trailing or mm-hmm. like... Uh, I don't know, the pixelation of certain things. Well, I would even say, like, beyond the character models, which haven't held up great, mm-hmm. um, those pre-rendered backdrops are probably still the best-looking thing on PlayStation. Right. Like, once they started doing 3D environments, they all looked like moldy trash. Right. And so now we've got these, like, beautiful photorealistic yeah. locations that, like, still look great and still convey, like, such a sense of place. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like uh, the choice to put on the PlayStation also just gave it, like, because it's on disc, it has, it has a lot more room. And I believe right. uh, at least the director's cut of the game is a double disc, correct? Is it Claire and, and Jill? Oh, I'm sorry, Jill and Chris? Or is no. it still a single disc? It's still a single disc. Uh, because Resident Evil 2 is a double disc. Resident for Evil sure, 2 is double, right? Yep. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, so and that, that really takes care of uh, the development of the game here. I mean, we could go on and on and all day. I mean, this has a historic development cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fun read if you ever want to go investigate more into it. But did you have anything else about the development you kind of wanted to talk about? I, I get this sense that like... It feels like such an iterative process, mm-hmm. which it sounds like Resident Evil has gone through every time. Like, did you see the concept art? There was one piece of concept art that kept coming up 
that uh, of what it looked like as a first person shooter. Oh no, I've not seen that. It was like this weird, almost childlike watercolor. Oh, that's great. But it was in the hallway that the dog jumps in. Oh shit! And this is on the SNES, right? When it was like a first. It was like no, this was like an illustration. Oh. But it was like it. It seems to me that through all the iterations there was still this like sense of place. Like they knew what they wanted this mansion to look like. Yeah. Which uh, I just learned about, uh, this is bullshit. The the sublime in art, this Uh idea that there's stuff beyond obviously what like the creator has put out. Santeria. Uh, What? Santeria. Sublime in art. Oh, sure. (laughs) The band. (laughs) No, but do explain a sublime (laughs) in art to me. (laughs) This idea that like, um, I was listening to the creator of Steven Universe talk about it. So she was talking about like. Woman After My Own Heart. Love that show. That show is fucking unstoppable. It's as good as a show gets. Yeah. Yeah, You always told me I would love that. That's like a show. Did you start watching it? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is great news. Yeah. Uh, But she was talking about how like, you know, they're only literally drawing one to two walls of a room. But. Right we are making the inference that there is a whole room and that is the sublime of art. Like what they are literally showing us, we are creating more of. Yes. And there's something about seeing that specific illustration and seeing like through all the iterative processes of this, like the mansion still looking more or less the same, like the ceiling coming down was, uh, I don't know if we talked about this in the development, the idea that there were those two other characters that were going to be there. No. There were originally it. going to be four characters. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if they were playable or not. This was, it, was this back when it was going to be sort of a co-op game? Because I remember that, like that being a thing where it was almost yes. going to be like every, like two people are playing at once. Yes. Well, that was, thing. they were going to have Chris and Jill simultaneously. As a team. And they cut that. Okay. And I guess these other two characters must have been like, replaced by Rebecca and Barry. Oh, sure. And one very specifically was Barry, but like there was an African-American man named uh, like Lenny or, or Dewey. It was Dewey. Dewey. And he was supposed to be the comic relief. Oh, great. Great. And then the other guy who became Barry looked just like Barry. He was like a bruiser. Yeah. But he was a cyborg. Oh, that's awesome. And they like had a, they did the, uh, the famous ceiling coming down to crush Mm -hmm. Jill scene. And originally, the cyborg man was supposed to come in and hold the ceiling up. Oh, wow. And Shinji Mikami, like, came in and said, like, no, no, no. This is not horror anymore. He's yeah. a cyborg. <laughs> yeah. We have to cut him immediately. Yeah, it's almost too video gamey at yeah. that point. Which, it's so weird. Like, when you get to the play... Here's my big take on the PlayStation. Is video games were video games in the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis era. Yes. When the PlayStation hit, video games now suddenly were adult experiences. Right. And Resident Evil was at the absolute forefront of that. I yeah. mean, it really felt like I shouldn't be playing this. I shouldn't be allowed to. This is something that like my dad would play. Yes. Because it is so adult. The themes are so adult. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back today, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really funny that I thought that. It's really funny the innocence of like... Not just youth, but like time, right? Mm-hmm. Where like uh, I remember like sprites on the SNES looking so real, mm-hmm. you know, like that's like a, it'll never get more real than this. But um, and I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. I literally, my friend's dad was playing Resident yes. Evil two and wouldn't and like gave us Resident Evil one because he was already doing it. He was like, doing two. You it could was not play already one. Yeah, the world of the adult. I love that. Yeah, and I mean like it's. Like, the PlayStation era to me is just dark. It's like dark Mm -hmm. games. Like, dark games lived on, like, twisted metal. Mm -hmm. Like, games that were, like, 
not for babies anymore. Yeah. And I think... Siphon I mean, filter? Siphon filter, Metal Gear Solid. I mean, that was the appeal of the system. I mean, you have almost no 2D platformers on the PlayStation mm-hmm. 1, and the ones that you do is like Klonoa. It's mm-hmm. like Rayman. It's like 2... And, and, and those are bright and colorful, but... The, it had Oddworld. Yeah, like, it, Yes. Kind of gross you. and grimy and it's all dark. about it's all about puking and boogers and <laughs> yeah. stuff and like that's that's the PlayStation brand. Uh Nintendo sixty four had a completely different brand, although they did try to do adult themed games, including a port of Resident Evil two to the system. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean this uh Resident Evil to me is indicative of all things this era. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it really was video games growing up. It t- it totally was, yeah. And I and I think like to make the choice to the little choices like making Barry not a cyborg, mm-hmm. um, or making big sweeping cuts to the game as a whole, I think is in it in effort to like, no, we want to conserve the brand of this to be as real as possible. Because I will say, as uh, playing through the game as I did, uh, you know, for the last three days, I've been going through, you know, on my. PS Classic, the mm-hmm. original Resident Evil director's cut. And it is like the minutia of doing uh, tasks in that game also feel very adult in that sometimes they're boring. Mm-hmm. It's like you cleared out, once you've cleared out an area, the zombies don't come back mm-hmm. in 1996's version of this game. So you're just kind of like grabbing a crest, putting the <laughs> crest in, getting the new crest, going to another place. It is just like doing tasks, yeah. almost like just doing chores. Um, because it is it is as close to real as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. McCaller, you have entered into a room using the armor key. Uh, you find a glass vase on a mantle, and behind it is a portrait of the mansion's owner, Augustus Mansion. You see a tiny slip of paper peeking out from behind the portrait. Now, do you smash the vase, or do you look at the paper? Paper. Okay, you look at the paper and you read it. It says, smash the vase. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm an idiot. I'll smash the vase. <laughs> You're going to smash the vase? Mm-hmm. Okay, you smash the vase, revealing a key inside with the insignia of, guess what? <gasps> Helmet. Helmet! Yes. Oh, my God. The walls are closing in. Oh, well, actually, they just went right back up. Okay. And you're totally fine. You're totally fine. <sighs> uh, so now that you have the helmet key, you actually, at this point, do have options. Mm. You can go up the stairs and enter the door up there, or you can go to the room on the left oh, up the stairs up the stairs ladies and gentlemen at this point in the program we do have to leave you you'll never know what is in oh. the room behind what McCaller chose if I had chose the other one would they get to stay no okay no <laughs> no you see this is the mystery of video games a serious mm. show you are in a mansion Mr. McCaller you also cannot talk to our audience so please refrain from doing so <laughs> If you want to hear the rest of the story or want to hear us talk more about Resident Evil 1996, Capcom classic for the PlayStation 1, you're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon, baby. Video Games and Comedy Show, or I guess patreon.com slash VGA Comedy Show. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, you guys have a great rest of whatever the hell you're doing. And while we're going to sit in this room and scare each other to death. 